We learned this week that the Olympic preparations of Paris, host city of the 2024 Games, have been plunged into crisis by... It's been described as a plague by some, an invasion by others. One thing is for sure, the bedbug problem can no longer be ignored in France. Bedbugs? Well, quite. Hard to know how to sonically illustrate your bedbug, though. Do we maybe have a sound effect of, like, boinging or something evocative of the hopping about it can be readily imagined that bedbugs do? That's good. Probably some silly French accordion as well. Now we're cooking. We learned that the pestilential insects were not besetting, as might have been imagined, the chaise longes upon which the French are, as usual, reposing with each other's spouses rather than doing any work. But Paris's local transport system, including buses, trains and Charles de Gaulle Airport, and occasioning among Parisians. Outrage, really not all that far from that frankly borderline chorus of Gallic indignation we recorded on a slow afternoon a while back. But we learned that it could be worse. For though France's trains may be infested with blood-sucking parasites, here in the UK, frequently stationary rail passengers have long been accustomed to their trains being operated by them. Champagne satire there. And we learned that little respite is in sight, for we learned that HS2, the high-speed rail link for which British people have been waiting for a remarkable length of time even by the standards of British trains, is not, after all, going to sprint between the capital and cities further north, but instead will sort of trundle from a part of London that nobody in London has ever heard of, and we checked... I don't, I don't I understand no the question. What is no this? Idea. Are we? I'm I lost. Map. No I haven't the foggiest. What is that? I don't Where get it. We? I haven't I'm lost. Someone get a map. Two, we think, somewhere vaguely in the vicinity of... Well, yes, but the one in the West Midlands, not Alabama, though for all the use HS2 is likely to be now, etc. We learned this during the annual conference of the UK's currently governing Conservative Party, who, on the available evidence, appear amidst a bold rethink of their traditional role as a bastion of stolid, sensible, common-sense governance. We learned that the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, having an especially normal one, had identified that what really ails the country is not, contrary to widespread belief if the polls are to be believed, having been run for 13 years by an increasingly loopy cabal of bunglers and weirdos, but... These are luxury beliefs. What do I mean by that? A fair question, and one we were just about to ask ourselves. Do please go on. They have loud voices. Righto, no need to make it personal. The Luxury Beliefs Brigade sit in their ivory towers telling ordinary people that they are morally deficient. Well, somebody has to. The migrants coming in won't be taking their jobs. 
Hey, some of us already have taken their jobs this satirical barb, reliant on the listener understanding that this weekly satirical news review is composed by a foreigner who is literally stealing food from the mouths of the wailing children of some presently unemployed British composer of weekly satirical news reviews. But... We learned that at least one of the Home Secretary's comrades was not going to leave the trophy for maddest conference speech, which we assume exists because we are strapped for other explanations, uncontested. Former, and doubtless future, leadership contender Penny Mordaunt stepped up for her crack at the title. Stand up and fight, because when you stand up and fight, the person beside you stands up and fights. True enough, but the landlord usually calls the police. Though on the subject of fighting... We learned, certainly to our surprise and very certainly contrary to our own experience, that there actually is a tech support helpline somewhere on this earth that not only answers the damn phone but provides actual help. We learned this from the enterprise-slash-impudence of a Ukrainian soldier who, experiencing difficulties with the captured Russian T-72 tank he was attempting to operate, called the Oralvagonzavod tank manufactory in Nizhny Targil, in Russia, to solicit assistance. Naturally, he recorded himself. Смотрите, проблема какая. Мы, короче, заливаем, выплевывают масло, это первое. Второе, получается, компрессор не накачивает атмосферы в баллоны. Though we have, of course, long since learned to be wary of stories told by any protagonist in any conflict, and indeed of stories which may well have been waved into print under the too-good-to-check clause beloved of yarn-spinning journalists, not that we would ever engage in any such chicanery ourselves, you understand. <coughs> 